Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Fourth Quarter Comeback. I am your host, Six Pack Pat O'Connor, along with jolly old St. Rick, Red Zone Rick. Rick, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Pat. How are you, man? I'm awesome. Here we are. We waited. We held out. We held on. Since we have so many early games this week, we held on to watch the games live. We saw a real great game on Thursday night that we're going to touch on. And we just watched the Texans and the Jets, as well as the Browns and the Broncos just ended. So we're going to touch on all these things, especially with this week's games, last week's game. It's all coming together to give us a much better and bigger picture for the whole landscape of the NFL and the playoff scenarios. Here we are this week, fourth quarter comeback. Please give us a follow on Twitter at 4QC Show as well as following me at Six Pack Pat with the number six. And follow Rick at... Rick Red Zone. Rick Red Zone. You're going to find Rick's picks, and you're going to find a lot of insightful tweeting and a lot of Jets browbeating going on there. So, Rick, speaking of the Jets, why don't we just jump right into that? We saw the Texans take down your New York Jets 29-22 earlier today. Did you see everything you wanted to see from the Jets today? I saw everything I needed to see from the Jets today. We had Darnold play well in a loss, and that's all I can ask for at this time of the season. You know, I don't need anything messing up my draft stock right now. You know, we're looking pretty good. We're we're probably going to get a top three pick, and we need it. So well, let's I'm not, not mess that up. That if you guys are top three, then the Raiders are probably not. So I am not on board with that. You and I are of the same mindset generally that. Uh, Tanking, once you've reached a certain point in the season, is fair game. Honestly, I get so tired of these over-competitive douchebags that are out there that just insist on, if you're not cheering for your team, then you're not loyal. Fuck you. I'm more loyal than you'll ever... You don't even know what the word loyal means, okay? Loyal is suffering through all these fucking losses and realizing that at some point, down there it's like that perpetual tunnel you know what i mean you're walking down it and the tunnel seems you seem like you're getting closer to the light at the end but it just keeps going and going and going that's how being a fan of the raiders and a few other teams are so (laughs) i don't want to hear it from you posh coddled assholes that are out there saying oh you're not really a true fan fuck you i'm a very true fan i want the Raiders to get out of the hole that they're in. The only way to do that and the only way to get better is by being shitty, getting the early draft pick, picking up the right players, and making moves. So fuck you. I don't care right now if we lose. I want to see promising play, a lot of player development, developing a lot of schemes, rapport, just a lot of good chemistry being built in a loss. Just like you said, Rick. Just like the Jets did. You see some promise from Darnold. You see a lot of good rapport being built. The problem with you guys, as opposed to us, is we have a 10-year coach. You have a coach that is probably on the way out the door. I don't mind the tanking. I don't mind falling short to get better draft stock. Not at all. You can't mind it. I mean, come on. What? What's the name of the game? After a certain amount of time, you know, you know right away if you're in or out. You know what I'm saying? So if you're out, why not just be out? <laughs> That's the thing. Just I'd rather I'd rather just be the worst and have the number one pick because you have so many options. You can pick the best player, or you can just go ahead and make a big trade. Trade back up yep. with you know people. Pick that up want more draft stock. You can do so many more things. Hundred percent. You can set so, your team up for years. It just doesn't make any damn sense to. Say, well, I love that big victory in late November or early December that got us the number 12 pick instead of the number 3 pick. You know what I mean? It's it's dumb. It's, exactly. It's just ego. It's just ego and being selfish. That you're you miss out on people like that, man. That. So that's just dumb. You end up getting Ken O'Brien instead of Dan Marino. There you have it. I don't think we can say it any better than that. <laughs> so, next up, we saw the uh, the Browns. The Browns just got a big win over Denver there. I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to pull it out, but I was pretty confident because, you know, 
Vance Joseph's an idiot, and the Broncos are terrible. Philip Lindsay wasn't able to run for anything on the Browns' defense, really. And Case Keenum is $25 million guaranteed, guaranteed piece of shit with no arm right now. He is fucking trash. Well, oh, my God. Of course he God. is. He's a free agent quarterback signed in by John Elway. John Elway, the horse face whisperer. He's not a quarterback whisperer. He's the horse face whisperer. And he's whispering, hey, shitty quarterback, come over here. You want to get overpaid? I got gotcha. you. Don't worry about it. I believe. John Elway is terrible with quarterbacks. Let's just face the fact. The only one that he's had was bringing in Peyton Manning. And that doesn't count. Okay? That doesn't <laughs> count. So, that's it. That's all he had. Yeah, you can't bring in somebody great and then take credit for them being great. Fucking Cleveland got lucky, man. Going, uh, trying to fucking go for it on the fourth and one. Actually, Denver got lucky first. But that's neither here nor there because that didn't get called. Cleveland did get stopped, and Denver was driving down the field, and it looked like it was going to get scary for Cleveland. They pulled through. Jabril Peppers came up with the big sack at the end to finish the game. So Absolutely, but you knew that they didn't come to play to win that game. When they didn't go for it down at the other end for the first time, they kicked the field goal. That was just a sign of defeat. That was a sign of weakness on their part. If if you're asking me, I would have just kept going for it. Try to get the because if you're so convinced that your defense is playing that well, then you go for it. That's when you go for it to try and get the touchdown that puts you ahead. And then if you don't get it, well, my defense is playing well. They're down here on this end of the field. We can stop them, get the ball back, and take another chance and another touchdown to win the game. Rather than kick the field goal, give them the ball back, let them... If Greg Williams doesn't call that timeout, the game's over right then and there. On that fourth down, they jumped off. I'm pretty sure that's where you're talking about with Denver got lucky. Greg Williams almost blew it. So, he got lucky with that one. They ended up holding out on defense. They played very well on defense. They they were bend, but don't break. That is the epitome of that saying. Browns, they walked out of there with a solid but lucky but okay win. No, for them, a win is a win at this point. Exactly. They're on their way up. So everybody's seen it. The Browns moving on up is not a surprise. What probably Probably might be a surprise. Well, actually, do you realize what tonight's win is? made happen here this is pretty interesting greg williams actually now at four and two already has a better record than hugh jackson (laughs) at 336 and one all right but we do not want to linger on these games too much because we have a lot to cover although i do want to say i can't wait for the xfl to finally innovate and create a sideline camera that runs completely parallel to the field, to the lines, and just runs straight up and down the field on both sides. Because that will be the ultimate in instant replay. We'll be able to tell like when the player for the Browns reached out for that first down, you would easily be able to tell. Look straight down the line. Did he cross the line? Nope. Okay, that's not a first down. But the NFL is resting on their laurels. They haven't introduced any new technology or camera placement or anything like that since the XFL gave them the aerial camera there the first time around. So I guess they're going to leave it back up to old Vinnie Mac to create some new stuff for them to rip off. (laughs) I look forward to it. It's going to be a good system. It'll help a lot of things out. Should be fun. All right, Rick, here we are starting off with last week's game. Now, Rick, you know me. Am I the type to say I told you so? Of course you are. Of course I am. I fucking told you so. I said exactly what would happen. You just don't want to listen. You want to, you're like a football traditionalist. You oh, refuse, my God. You refuse to just look the truth in the face. And say, you know, listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say say nothing and like it because I am still in my pulpit. The Bears defeat the Rams. And I'm not even going to get into it all entirely. But the Cowboys, the Chargers, all these things I've been touting, I've been preaching for how long now? Weeks, if not months. 
And now I told you last week, this is the way it's going to be. And Rick, here we are, the Bears, now 9-4, and four, because they beat the 11-2 Rams. 15-6, they shut down that legendary offense, that amazing offense with Goff and Gurley and all these guys out there. The Bears beat the Rams. Go ahead, tell me what you have to say. Uh, the Bears, listen, this isn't a big worry for the Rams, all right? The biggest I worry. I disagree. What do you mean it's not a big worry? This because is, they're not going to have to play the Bears at home in the, the playoffs. Saints. They're not going to have to play Chicago at home in the playoffs. They're two games ahead of Chicago, so we're not worried about them going back to Chicago to play in Chicago. Okay, we're not worried about that at all. What did look bad was that <clears throat> they got exposed as an offense in the sense that they couldn't get Gurley going, and it showed that they relied heavily. 2.5 average. They relied heavily. Like, their offense has been – like, it's out there now that – if you stop Gurley, the play-action pass is not going to work, and they live and die off the play-action pass. That was my biggest takeaway from from that game. I'm more afraid of, you know, because they lose, the Saints get the one seed, and you have to go to New Orleans to play. That would that's what I would be afraid of going going and play New Orleans. You know, I think that uh, you know, they got a little home field advantage in Chicago, and it was cold and. It was just uncomfortable for the Rams that night, and I don't think they're going to be put in that kind of situation again against the Bears if they see each other in the playoffs. So I don't, I'm not afraid of the Bears. It was a good win. Defense looked great. Khalil Mack, the missing piece, bro. He took that defense and turned them into something else, man, I'll tell you. But they're just not there for me yet. You know, the offense isn't up to par with the defense yet, and I think they still got another year or two before we can really, really look at the Bears as – uh, a contender, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not too sold on Trubisky. I, you know, you know what I call him, Risky Trubisky. Well, I agree. He's, That's you he's know, in and out on Trubisky. He didn't really play anything spectacular this uh, this game. He only had 110 yards, one touchdown, the only touchdown of the game to offensive tackle Bradley Sowell. And, I mean, and uh, how, how about that? In the Santa sleigh package, yeah. no one under 350 pounds except for Trubisky on the line. Unbelievable. So, That's crazy. But he threw three interceptions. He did all he could to throw this game away, but the Bears' defense was not going to have it. Jordan Howard wasn't going to have it. He got over and Jared Goff wasn't going to have it. Jared Goff Fucking wasn't going to have it either. Terrible. He said, you know what? I see your three interceptions, and I raise you four. That's right, Jared Goff threw a career-high four interceptions in this game. That just proves everything you need to know that I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, and especially last week. Defense. Defense is stepping back up. Defense is taking back over and saying, our time is not yet done. We will not go quietly into that gentle night, good sir. We are taking back over. You can shove these fancy packages and all these bullshit offenses up your own asses because we are here to win championships. What wins championships? Defense wins championships. The Bears, the Cowboys, the Ravens are starting to step up. They had a hell of a game against Kansas City. They did lose that game, but they played very competitive game with them. I'm not saying that the Bears are necessarily the big bad wolf, for the Rams in the playoffs. They might not even meet up. That's not the point. The point is, the Bears won this matchup. The Bears showed that they can take down the top team, or one of the top teams. They showed that the Rams' offense can definitely be stopped. You got an MVP contender in Gurley. You got a guy that seemed unstoppable right now, to a degree, in Goff. Not where he was blowing the world up there, yeah. but yeah, you're he, absolutely he was right. A couple really, weeks ago, you know, consistently. A couple of weeks ago, he was a, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he was the MVP. I mean, yeah, he was MVP. You know, he was in the conversation. So, I so. Mean, these guys, you, it's really been going downhill ever since Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup went down, and that just changed a lot of things in that offense. Yeah, absolutely right. He's a very important piece. You can't overlook it. You're absolutely right. 
like I said, and you agreed with, it is more about, okay, well, the Rams, now they've lost that number one seed again. So if everything worked out like everyone originally thought, and it goes chalk and you get the Rams and the Saints in the NFC Championship game, guess what? We're not going out to the left coast. We are going back to New Orleans, and we know what happened there last time. So that's not so great for the Rams. I don't like it. I do like that I was right. I don't like that the Bears are going to win, but as I've said, I've already come to terms. I've seen the light, and I've I've accepted it. I know that the Raiders will not be getting any kind of good draft pick. They'll be first-round draft picks, but they're not getting anything worthwhile from the Bears nor the Cowboys because they're both going to the NFC Championship games. From one big defensive struggle there, Rick, we go to an AFC East offensive struggle. And what I'm struggling with is, what the fuck was Bill Belichick thinking? What were the Patriots thinking as a whole? Because the mighty Miami Dolphins, who I picked to win last week, they come down to the final play and beat the New England Patriots. A fucking bonehead play by fucking Belichick. That's what you get, fucking dumbass. You outsmarted yourself. Ryan Tannehill. What what was the yard marker? Oh, boy. What was it? it was a 69-yard touchdown. It's, there uh, you go. Let me put Rob Gronkowski that. in the game for the jump ball in the end zone yeah, on a 69-yard touchdown. Hail Mary package that uh, isn't going to be a Hail Mary. Can you preach fucking stay home so hard that nobody went for the tackle? <laughs> <laughs> no one went for the tackle. You got 11 guys on the field, and I saw more Dolphins players than Patriot players around the ball. It was like, what the fuck is this? It was played very well by Miami, but New England no, was easily shut they down. No, it fucked up. No, they Miami fucked up. Miami fucked okay, up. It was supposed to be up. a hook and ladder. I kind of liked how it worked <laughs> out better, personally, because sometimes they're, those hook and ladders are a little too canned. You know, like you saw the one in Pittsburgh and Oakland. When they yeah. ran, that was a perfect, that was perfect execution of that play. But, yeah, in this one, Dolphins end up winning 34-33. It was the longest, let me get this right, because there's a lot to it. It's the longest touchdown ever with time expiring in the fourth quarter to win the game since the merger. That is a mouthful. So... That's basically the biggest walk-off kind of play to win the game. I loved every bit of it. I think everybody could kind of feel it coming. The Dolphins have beaten the Patriots five of the last six games in Miami. There really is something to it. They're seven and six. Rick, are the Dolphins a legitimate playoff contender? Man. Credit to Miami for being able to pull out five of the last six in Miami against the Patriots. At seven and six right now, they're still in the hunt, obviously. You know what I mean? There's a chance. Do I give them a chance? Not right now. I think the AFC is really crowded right now, and there's some really good teams out there. You know what I mean? I, I like I like. I do. You Colts. got Baltimore. You got the Colts. Yes. I like Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is one of those uh, – you know, Baltimore's got one of those defenses that could pull a Bears move and, you know, throw a wrench in the system, you know what I mean, and get one win against one of those top offensive teams and make everybody look like, oh, wow, look, who's here? Baltimore. And Baltimore actually could have a home game. Let's get that right. You know, it might and not Baltimore, be Baltimore the wild card. Cause it could now that we're talking about Baltimore, let's, let's, you know, let's really talk about it. Baltimore has the formula, the so-called the so-called formula, if you will. They got Lamar Jackson running the ball, <laughs> and they got a good defense. You know, Lamar Jackson is, what, 3-1 and one as a starter, 2-1 and one as a starter? He's won some games with that style of play. I think Harbaugh knows how to call the game. Yeah, I think he proved me wrong, and he is going to be able to save his job there, the way they're so, playing with him. Baltimore is one of those teams I really like. I love the Colts. You know, we spoke about this before. Andrew Luck. He had a little setback, but I love the Colts. So I just don't see any room for Miami right now, you know? All right, well, let's go over it. Let's let's do the homework real quick, and we can see what their record looks like. Miami at Minnesota. What do we think? 
I don't know, Minnesota's so up and down, but then, you know, sometimes the defense comes to play. Those are one of those tough games. I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota at home. I think Minnesota will probably win that one too. All right, and then we got a home game against Jacksonville. What do you think? I'm going to say Miami. I think I Miami think. there too. Last game of the season at Buffalo. I'm going to say Miami loses to Buffalo. Miami loses to Buffalo. That could be uh, – that's really going to depend a lot on that weather. That weather could that top be, 10 and that top 10 defense. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But you know what? I'm going to give Miami the win at Buffalo just for the sake of where we're going with it. So, okay. You have them at – what did you say? 8-8. Eight and eight. So, you have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. That won't get the job done. I have them at 9-7. and seven. That could be enough there, but – their nine and seven, I don't think is going to be enough to sneak in because I think the Steelers and the Ravens, between the two of them, they're both going to get in. So the AFC North's taking up two spots right there. And then, oh, right. Of course, we forgot one earlier. The, the, the main wild card is the AFC West. So oh, yeah. one of the That's AFC right. West the is 100% already. Chargers are chief. Yep. 100%. So, it's it's the Raven, and if it's not the Ravens, then we both think it's the Colts. So Dolphins, solid stuff. They're they're a pretty pretty solid team, but I don't think they're quite there. They're so up and down. You know what I mean? They could be three and yeah. thirteen, or they could be ten and six. It's a really weird dynamic in Miami. It's just when they decide to come out and play. I think we're a little hung up maybe on the excitement of the play and beating the Patriots, and everybody starts feeling themselves a little bit more after the Dolphins beat the Patriots, but I think they're going to fall short by about a game or two. So, yeah, yeah I'd agree with you. I don't see Miami being a playoff team. They, If they got in, could they cause a little damage? Could they cause a little noise, you know, make a little noise? Eh, probably not. Let's be honest. So... <laughs> Not at all. Now, <laughs> we move along from the Patriots last week, and one heartbreaking loss, they're going to go on to the Steelers this week. They're going to be playing at Pittsburgh, and we're going to do a little preview of that here. And the Steelers actually had a little bit of a heartbreaking last-second loss of their own against my Oakland Raiders. I don't know that I was fantastically happy that the Raiders were able to pull this out only due to draft positioning, and the Niners ended up getting a win last week too, so we could have improved our stock. We did not. Is what it is. It was a good win. I like what I'm seeing from Derek Carr. He's definitely grown into Gruden's offense. He's really stepped back up, and he's starting to show, once again, the quarterback that he is protecting the ball. Good deep ball. Accurate. Strong arm. Making good decisions. Mobile in the pocket. I love Derek Carr. I've never jumped off the train and I hope he's here to stay. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. They lost. After the Steelers kicker, Chris Boswell, ended up after a beautiful, perfectly done hook and ladder play. They got all the way down to the field with no time. They had one field goal to tie the game up, and what happened? They slipped and fell and blew it. So the Steelers had a heartbreaker of their own. That sends them to 7-5-1. and one. They are barely clinging to that death hold of the AFC North right now. On the other hand, we saw Houston get a win over the Jets. So the Pats, they're going to need to keep pace here if they want to try to get that first round by. So this is a big game. Luckily for them, head-to-head, Brady is 8-2 and two against Big Ben. Brady has been fairly dominant, as well as the Patriots just as a whole, have been fairly dominant. I believe the record's 11-3 and since the Belichick-Brady era has begun. So, Rick, what do you think? With James Conner, it is looking, we don't have anything confirmed, but I'd say it's all but confirmed that James Conner is not going to play. What do we think? Steelers, Pats, what's going on? Oh, man, this is another tough game to call just because it seems to me like the Patriots are not invincible anymore and the Steelers play so up and down. Like one one week you get that high-powered offense and then the next week it's just like, what the fuck did you do? Where did you go? You know what I mean? But I'm thinking that the Steelers are going to pull this one out. I think that Big Ben is going to have a hell of a game. I think A.B. and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster are going to go off without James Conner in the game. So I'm hoping that the Steelers win. I don't want to see the Patriots get 
a buy. You know, I don't want to see them. I want to see them work because I think they're not vulnerable anymore. I think they, I mean, I think they're very vulnerable now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brady's not looking like himself anymore. You know, yeah, he's still throwing for big yards, but look at the mistake he made in, you know, against the Dolphins, like you pointed out. But I will say, I mean, you're I like saying Brady's not the same old guy, but listen, Brady's 113 passer rating versus the Steelers is the highest since the merger versus one opponent. Yeah, 113 passer rating. He's He just, he has their number. He just crushes the Steelers. If anyone is the Patriots bitch outside of the A, actually, I wouldn't even say the AFC East because the AFC East plays them so competitive. Look at what we just said for the Dolphins. Dolphins are what five and zit out of six. Mm-hmm. So in Miami, so, I mean, the AFC East manages to play the Patriots really tough here and there. I mean, there's some lulls, sure, but and the Patriots always win the damn division. But when you look at it for top tier competitive teams the Steelers just are not competitive when it comes to playing the Patriots they're able to get away from everything I think it's just Tomlin is not creative enough to coach around Belichick he can't seem to figure it all out there is one thing that is going in their favor this is this is a reach but since 2000 teams losing on a walk-off touchdown on the final play of the week before, something like what Miami just did to New England, those teams are 6-12. and 12. Now, <laughs> away teams, which the Patriots will be, away teams losing on a walk-off touchdown like that are 1-10. and 10. There is something psychological in your brain that fucks with you, and just you carry it over to that next week, and it's just nagging inside your head. Now, if ever there was a team that's coached up well enough to move on to the next scenario, to move on to the next game, obviously it would be a Belichick-led team in the Patriots. But facts are facts. So we're going to see where the rubber meets the road, what comes true. Will Brady and the Belichick-Patriots dominance continue on against the Steelers? Or will the Steelers be able to take it to them finally and show up when it's necessary? Because they're going to need to play up to their competition this week. A big incentive for them to run the ball is that the Patriots have done terribly. They've been allowing damn near double digits in average rushes in the past couple of weeks. You see what uh, guys like Brandon Bolden, former Patriot, two rushes, 60 yards, two touchdowns. Will we get a repeat of that with Ridley? a former Patriot who's got a bad taste left in his mouth from the Patriots. Is he going to run all over them? Is Samuels also going to be out there and take control of that? I think the Steelers' offense is going to open it up, and they're going to definitely put themselves in a position where it's going to come down to the end of the game. It could be who has the ball last, to be honest, in Pittsburgh. Definitely could be a game like that. I'm actually expecting something like that, a down-to-the-wire game. I just think that Pittsburgh's going to pull it out. Them being at home... They need it, you know. They, I think they're going to be fighting for their playoff lives. I know the Patriots need it as well, you know, but I think the Steelers will come in a little hungrier. So let's see. It's going to be an exciting game either way. Well, shit, Rick, if you're picking the Steelers, let's say the Patriots, uh, there was the Patriots at 9-5. and five. If the Dolphins actually beat Minnesota, and that puts them at what, 8-6? and six? A game behind? A game behind. Are we now talking... Do the Patriots lose the AFC East? This is something we're going to be keeping an eye on because if the Steelers can win this week and the Dolphins can somehow beat the Vikings, we're talking a whole other thing right now. And that that huge play last week takes on a whole other level of fucking mythology in the fo- handles of football time, you know yeah. what I mean? Football history. Yeah, that becomes one of the biggest plays in history. It's already a pretty damn big play, but that becomes legend. A meaningful play now. Yes, exactly. So that's going to be something fun to watch. All right, Rick, we have the Thursday night game, the last Thursday night football game of the season, and it was a special one. We had 
the LA Chargers defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. They are both now sitting at 11-3. Kansas City holds the division win tiebreaker as of this moment, so the Chiefs will have to lose a game while the Chargers win out for the Chargers to get the division. But Rick, here I am, standing in front of you saying, I told you so yet again, the Chargers. I know you bought in last week with the power ranking somewhat, but the Chargers, my friend, a 29-28 win on a gutsy two-point conversion call where Mike Williams was wide open. I mean, there wasn't anybody on his half of the fucking field on that two-point conversion. (laughs) So, and not just that, but the whole night because Mike Williams 95 total yards doesn't seem to blow your socks off even though it's a good total but three touchdowns two passing one rushing and a two-point conversion Mike Williams a hell of a game Philip Rivers he had a rough start he had two interceptions in the first half but he pulled it back together he got his game going 313 yards and two touchdowns Philip Rivers there's something changed in him I'm telling you he wants to win if I don't think I could tell you there's Rodgers, there's there's Breeze. I mean, there are some guys out there that want to win. I don't think there's a person in this league right now that wants to win the Super Bowl more than Phillip Rivers. Rick, Chargers Chiefs, what did you see? This one was another good game, man. Like you said, Phillip Rivers came out with an attitude. He wanted to win. He had, you know, a couple of miss, missed throws early in the game, but... He came back and he pulled it out. Credit to him. You know, he's always been a gutsy player. I've always loved him. You know, the way he is on the sidelines, the way he always talks shit to the to the opposing quarterback. He made Jay Cutler his bitch. So I've always loved Phillip Rivers. I think that this game kind of falls on uh, Andy Reid a little bit, though. Where was the play calling, Andy? The run was working, man. You ran the ball 17 times. You averaged 4.9 yards a carry. You had the lead. Why weren't you running the ball a little more? You know what I mean? You dropped the ball. What's that going on, go Andy? Into, was he scared? Did he get out of his comfort zone? I think the Chargers dealt with the lack of running game. Because let's be honest. I mean, we're talking about bottom of depth chart running backs here. <laughs> Justin Jackson, who had 58 in the touchdown for the Chargers, because Eckler and Melvin Gordon are both out. You got Kareem Hunt, the the dipshit of the year. He's gone. Spencer Ware, he's out with injury. So we got the uh, D&D Williams brothers there. (laughs) They were doing pretty well. But was Andy just not comfortable? Is Is he riding Mahomes' arm too much? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think it's, um, I think he, he found a new toy and he's going to use it to, you know, like, Remember when you were a kid, you, you got your new little action figure and you used them until his arm broke off? Like Exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. You use them and yeah, and then the arm breaks off. And guess what? That's the end of that toy. So yeah. that's what we're looking at. And that's what I'm I worried about. I think he missed a golden opportunity to establish a running game. You know what I mean? Make Kansas, you know, let people know, look, we don't miss Kareem Hunt because it, it doesn't look like it. You know, when when you compare touches, it doesn't look like it. You know, Damian Williams filled in admirably. You know, he's and he's a receiving threat out of the backfield. You know what I mean? He made a and couple just, of really good plays. Yeah, he he got a. You couple just of don't give him enough touches. touches. The same thing with Spencer Ware the week before. You know what I'm saying? You got Spencer Ware in the game, and he fills in admirably for Kareem Hunt. You know, I think it's just the system is good, and we're starting to see that now. I think, like I said, Andy Reid missed a golden opportunity to establish the run and let other teams know, look, we can run it down your throat too. You know, not only can we pass it, but we can run it down your throat. And he missed out. He missed out on that opportunity. You got to have if a little Andy more confidence. Reed in him, was man. the coach of the year. If he was, did Anthony Lynn just take that from him? In this, Anthony, game? listen, Anthony Lynn's got some fucking balls, huh? <laughs> was That's, He's got when, balls when of he, fucking steel. Because when Rivers threw up the two, I saw it immediately. I said, holy shit, are they going for two? And I thought Rivers was just throwing up the two, kind of being how he is. So yeah. he said, no, I want to win. And Anthony Leonard was going to say, no, 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 get off the field. Yeah. No, it was Rivers was leaving the field, and Lynn said, get your ass back in there. We're winning right now. Yeah. So yep. I 
couldn't believe it. I liked it a lot. And right that now, fucking play call, man, thinking, that play call was excellent. Was, if he didn't make that boy, ooh we. If that two, com- if that was a failed two point conversion, what would we be saying about Anthony Lynn right now? Oh sure. See, I'm not one of those though. A lot of people would flip it on him and say, but I'd say, I like it. I like the balls. I like the fact that you looked at it and you said, you know what? I don't want to let this get to overtime. Let Mahomes get the play. Say we don't win the coin yeah. toss. Then yep. uh, the Kansas City offense is just too explosive. It's not like they were shutting them down like the Bears shut down the Rams. It was a competitive game. I mean, it was uh, Mahomes had 243 yards, two touchdowns. He had 110 passer rating. It's not like he wouldn't be able to get the ball down the field. So putting them in a position in overtime to maybe not even get the ball back, fuck that. You go for it. You go for it right there. You knew it was working out really well. You know, Rivers, you know, they got screwed, too. That should have been a helmet-to-helmet penalty that they just didn't even call on them. So, really, the refs were trying to take the game away from them, and the Chargers were not having it. They played with grit. They played with will. They forced themselves down the field. That was a beautiful passing catch to Benjamin there right down the seam on that fourth down. I mean, they played with balls, but they played clutch. They played poise. These are the reasons I keep telling you they're my Super Bowl team from the AFC because it's just, it's all clicking. It really is all clicking for the Chargers right now. And people aren't seeing it, but man, I mean, they have poise, they have heart, they have will, they have determination, they have balls, they have grit. They haven't even come together as a whole complete healthy team yet. I just think the Chargers, man, they can beat any team in this league. And there's not a whole lot of teams you can say that about right now. There's definitely not a whole lot of teams you can say that about. Uh, I can think of maybe two or three at most. So the Chargers are definitely dangerous, man. Like you said, I bought into them a little bit last week with the power rankings. I'm curious to see what you did this week. I want to I wanna say that, you know, I like them a little more right now, but I'm still very upset with Andy Reid. I think that the Chiefs could have pulled this one out easily. So it's more about the Chiefs lost it than the Chargers won it. Ah, come on. I think so. No, what's it? So. What's, I'm going to tell you something. You're sitting right with now. the lead. You're not running the ball. You know what I mean? What, you know. what strikes me is different. What's always been the Chargers for the past years now? What's always been the Chargers' M.O.? They were a team, they were they were a middle-of-the-pack to top-of-the-pack, you know, middle-of-the-pack kind of team that always just lost close games. They were always in the fight, but they never came out ahead. They're 6-1 and one this year in one-score games. They have finally really flipped the script, and they are now coming ahead of those one-score games. They're playing competitive games. They're playing hard. They're playing wire to wire. But this year, they're coming out and willing themselves ahead. And that is different from the Chargers teams that I've seen in the past. And that's a big deal. Yeah, but I've also like seen I've also seen the Chargers run away with the West and fucking lose in the first round. So Okay, well, that's just a different team. We'll see. We'll see when we get to the playoffs, man. Like I said, I think that this is more Andy Reid. You're sitting on a lead. You're not running the ball. You're playing, you know a division foe who's right behind you in the standings. I think that you could have took a better approach to this game. You know, you left some plays on the field. That's fair. I don't disagree with that. I'm not disagreeing uh, the with Chargers, you at all there. But I would give rush. a lot more credit to the Chargers. But the Chargers' I, I pass rush look amazing. You know what I mean? I like their pass rush. But Mahomes just was like, oh, my God, man. Mahomes is something else. Well. Mahomes well, is something well, else. They couldn't keep him contained. They were getting pressure. They just couldn't keep him contained, and he was making plays out of the pocket. All right, Rick. Important stuff here now. Chargers okay. are eleven and three. Chiefs yep. are eleven and three. Let's look at these last few games. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna figure it out right now. The Chargers at home are playing the Ravens. Chargers gonna win that one, or is that gonna be it? And their their division hopes are dashed right there. I think they're gonna fall. You think they're going to fall? You think they're going to lose to the Ravens? Yeah, I think they're going to fold. Oh, wow. All right, so there's really no need to do the rest of this. 
<laughs> you think they're just going to lose right out of the shoot? Doesn't matter if they beat the Broncos. Uh, the Chiefs are at Seattle, which I think is a very losable game for Kansas Definitely. City. And then the Chiefs play the Raiders, which honestly, the way the Raiders are kind of stepping up now and the way the Raiders played them last time they played and made it a one-score game and almost took them down. And you see the way the Chiefs are. I don't think that the Raiders are going to win that game, nor should they, but could they? Yeah, a lot of people aren't giving it enough credit and enough possibility. So I just... I think the Chargers are going to pull it out. I think somehow, some way, this is going to happen. My guess is Chargers win out. Seattle takes down the Chiefs, and that's going to be it. The Chiefs are a wild card team. Uh, I believe somebody called that about a month or two ago. We'll see. We will. That is the beauty of television. All right, Rick, here we are. Fourth quarter comeback. Fantasy sits and starts. Here we are in the playoffs. Your fantasy playoffs are definitely going on, even if you are an insane commissioner and started your playoffs late and go to week 17. Start anybody on the Pittsburgh or New England offenses. Those are very dynamic offenses. Jalen Samuels, Stephen Ridley, he is out for revenge, just like Bolden was out for revenge last week. Stephen Ridley could have a big game against New England. Juju Smith-Schuster, I believe, is going to be the receiver that goes off. Don't forget Antonio Brown, but I think it's going to be Schuster's game. Pittsburgh, New England, start anybody you have on those offenses. Next up, we have Derek Carr. Derek Carr against the Cincinnati Bengals should be a big game for him. He's probably going to be a top five quarterback in my estimation this week. So start Derek Carr with confidence as well as Joe Mixon in that game. He's probably going to get a lot of yardage against the Raiders. So start Mixon with confidence as well. You can sit Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan against Arizona. I don't trust him. Never will. Matty Ice is going to be Matty Ice cold. He is not going to produce for you. You will be sitting on the beach, on the bench. You will be out of the playoffs if you start Matt Ryan as your quarterback this week. Next up, you're going to start Stefan Diggs versus Miami. I know we've talked up and puffed up Miami a lot, but guess what? Stefan Diggs is going to go off on them this week. Adam Thielen is going to be a hell of a draw. Kirk Cousins, I don't really trust the guy, but if there's one thing that you will like, in this game, it's going to be Stefan Diggs and his stat line if you own him. Stick with Stefan Diggs and go with the Buffalo defense. Start with the Buffalo defense against Detroit. I think they're going to crush them. They're going to get at least a couple of turnovers. They might get some points. I do not like what Detroit's doing at all. And Buffalo is playing very, very good ball on the defensive side. Big start for me here is Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears. I am all over Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears. The first week out there with the bum knee, the first time they played, 286 yards, three touchdowns, took down the Bears. Yes, they've come together a little bit more as a defense. They're a little more cohesive, but I like Rodgers. I like him to take down Chicago this week. Start Rodgers with some confidence. Next, you're going to sit down Kenyon Drake versus Minnesota. I just, Minnesota's defense, they're going to put them down as much as I'd like to see Miami get ahead and take New England down in the division. I don't see it. And if it does happen, it's not going to happen with the running game and not from Kenyon Drake. I would not put a lot of stock in him there. I also wouldn't put a lot of stock in Marlon Mack running against Dallas. I just don't see it happening for him. I believe Indy's going to win. I believe they're going to win on Andrew Luck's arm. So start Andrew Luck versus Dallas. Sit Marlon Mack, start Andrew Luck. That's what I like against the Cowboys this week. Next up, we're going to have the double-headed monster of Derrick Henry, the big guy last week, putting it down for the Titans against the Jags. Four-touchdown performance. He was killing it. He would have had the play of the week and the play of the year, possibly, if it wasn't for Miami last week. I love that run. The Giants' run defense is terrible. It could be more susceptible to the receiving talents of Deion Lewis, but you gotta stick with Derrick Henry. He might be the hot hand right now. Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry, start them both with some confidence. Sit Golden Tate versus the Rams. Rams' defense is too strong. They're coming back from a big loss to the Bears. They gotta have something to prove. 
Carson Wentz out with that back fracture. Nick Foles is going to come in. That Cinderella story is over. They are not going back to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles, not going to have the connection to Golden Tate. Sit Golden Tate. Sit Calvin Ridley against Arizona. One time touted to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Calvin Ridley, do not start him against Arizona. Patrick Peterson in that Arizona secondary. Sit Vernon Davis versus the Jags. Vernon Davis, he is just not going to get it done. A lot of people are trying to buy into Vernon Davis. That Jordan Reed is out, and he is not producing at all. People think that Vernon Davis is going to get the touches. I do not. I do not trust. What are they on their fourth quarterback? I think they're starting Josh Johnson. Uh, Don't go with that. Just steer clear of the Redskins. Kenny Galladay versus Buffalo. I don't like what they're doing there. And Tredavious White has been playing very well for Buffalo. Look for him to be shadowing Kenny Galladay all day. I do not see anything good going for Detroit. Last but not least, start Sterling Shepard versus Tennessee in PPR leagues. Sterling Shepard, once again, Odell Beckham is out. Sterling Shepard could be the guy to lead your flock to the promised land. Go ahead, start Shepard in PPR leagues with some confidence. Watch him get at least 10 catches. He is going to help you get to a championship. Those are my fantasy football starts and sits of the week for the fourth quarter comeback. I am Six Pack Pat. Start them with confidence, sit them with joy, and enjoy getting your team to the fantasy football championships. I'll see you there. Here we are at the fourth quarter comeback power rankings for the week. Obviously, we've had three games play into this at this point from this week's games, including the big Chargers Chiefs showdown. So, Rick, power rankings, my number five, the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers, I've already said all I need to say for them. They are my AFC Super Bowl choice. They have everything going well for them. I like what's going on at Riverhead. I like what's going on with the coaching. Once they get that team completely together, once they get the inhuman Melvin Gordon back onto the field with Bosa out there, that pass rush, I love what the Chargers are doing. They're my number five team. Rick, what about you? My number five team is going to be the Houston Texans. I think the Texans are going to, I think they're going to pull it out. I think they're going to be the the second seed after it's all said and done. So you took to heart our topic last week about them not being talked about enough. You're you're talking about them. Now I'm talking about them. Now I am. Just had to play the Jets to get your attention. Yep. There (laughs) it is. You beat the high-powered Jets. Now I'm watching. No, honestly, I just think that DeAndre Hopkins is the man. You know what I mean? And I think that they have enough on offense, and they do, they definitely have enough on defense. They're not exciting, but, you know, if the Bears can stop a high-powered offense, I think, you know, I think that Houston's defense is comparable, and, and they might be able to have one of those showings, just like Baltimore, you know? Houston could be one of those teams that could stone you on fucking offense and come back and sneak one out, you know what I mean? So I like Houston at five right now. My number four team is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, the Rams took a step back, man. I told you, I thought they got exposed on offense. I thought they looked, uh, I don't want to say one-dimensional because none of their dimensions seem to work against the Bears. But they took a step back. Um, I still think that, uh, you know, they're probably the second-best team in the NFC right now in my eyes, but they're number four on my list. What about you? They are also number four on my list. They are staying at number four. They are the Rams, and that's just where I'm keeping them. Uh, they didn't do enough to fall back any farther. Although, I, you know, I rightfully actually could have justified moving them back to five and moving the Chargers to four. You know what? Let's do it. On the fly. Changing it right now. It just happened. The Rams, they're at number five. Chargers, they're my number four. Just happened. All right, moving on. Number three, my number three, the Saints. The Saints are my number three team. Where I had them last week, that's where I keep them because they are doing what they do. 
they're just a hell of a team. Breeze has got it going. I mean, it, it hasn't been as pretty. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay plays them tough, but you know what? Everybody has tough division games. I like the Saints. I like what I'm seeing. They're gonna they're gonna move forward. So, what about you? At three, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I think I've bought in a little bit. I think the Chargers looking like really strong team out there in the West. You know me. I'm not one to shy away from putting two teams in the same division, in the same power rankings, or, you know, not putting one over the other because of head-to-head matchups. So the Chargers are going to be my number three, and the Chiefs are going to be my number two. I like the Chiefs, man. I still like the Chiefs. Weirdly I don't care so. what anyone says. Yeah, I mean, I think I really... we all saw this coming with your with your statements about them losing the game rather than the Chargers win it. So not surprised. Ah, man. Patrick Mahomes is out of this world, man. I'm telling you, I was just getting into it a little while ago with you before I stopped, but the the Chargers had a good pass rush the other night against the Chiefs, and Pat Mahomes, uh, time after time, just got out of the pocket and made throws. He just looks he looks like, you know how we used to describe Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago? You know, he just looks like he can do everything. He's He's that guy. He's like the new Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> We, you know what can I'm we just you know I'm gonna stop the power rankings for just a second here. Okay. Moratorium on crowning every quarterback every year for being the next greatest quarterback of all time. I didn't say he was the next greatest. No, I just I say he was the next Aaron Rodgers. Saying, did I did I say Rick is crowning him? No. Speaking to everybody. Can <laughs> we just can we just people out there all around the world listen to Six Pack Pat? And thank you for listening to Six Pack Pat. We need no, to this stop. is different, though, Pat. No, Come on. we need to stop. This kick is his first play every... time, and he's, he's got fucking listen, 45 touchdowns. Of, this is one of the best passing seasons I've ever seen. I am not denying that, not one bit. Know who else had one of the greatest passing seasons I've ever seen? Rich Gannon. Know who else? I didn't see it, but Dan Fouts. Okay, some good quarterbacks have great passing seasons. Is this kid the next Breeze, Rodgers, Manning, Brady, whatever the hell class you want to put him in? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's, I don't think so. I don't think he's up there. But can we just give it two, three years? Like, can we develop really? first? Are you kidding can me, we develop This is first? his first playing action. This is like his first extended playing and time. And the kid just, has 45 okay, touchdown passes. He's hot. He's hot. I understand He's hot that. for the whole season. Yes, it's a hot season. What that's my point. But listen, we've had this kid has a chance to break the record, the season record in touchdown passes. So he got put into a really good situation with a good arm, and he's making plays. Oh wow! But come on, wow! I just I'm not taking away from the season. I just don't want to keep crowning quarterbacks every fucking year. We're not it's crowning enough. quarterbacks. Yes, this one are. is deserved. No, this we one are. Is it's more Mahomes deserved this year. than anyone it's in Watson the last fucking. And when last year it was Garoppolo and Carr before that, and Dak. You, are you going to tell me right now? Okay, are you going to tell me right now that a quarterback or two isn't more warranted than than Wentz and Watson? <sighs> more okay, warranted that doesn't that. matter. That's fine. In my Listen, mind. that's fine that other people have fucking crowned them, whatever. But fucking Mahomes is warranted more than both of those guys. Both more than Wentz, more than Watson. Well, Mahomes' season is obviously the best of every single person I just listed. Every single person I listed on that list had some kind of breakout, some kind of huge promise. A couple of them had MVP caliber seasons going in. Mahomes has definitely had the better season of all of them. This kid's basically a rookie, bro. He's basically basically a a rookie. I don't like that. If he was in the NBA, he'd be a rookie because he didn't exactly play at all why I didn't want you to bring up the fucking NBA because that's what I hate about it. Ben Simmons winning the fucking Rookie of the Year bullshit. We talk football here. We're not talking basketball. But that's a bunch of garbage. You can't sit in somebody's system for an entire year, learn a bunch of stuff, sit on the sideline, sit with the team, go a report, and then you become the fucking Rookie of the Year when you bend them when a legitimate rookie comes in. Get the fuck out of here. I hate the Rookie of the Year bullshit. We're not talking about that. The fact of the matter is this, Pat Mahomes, he's really good. He's having one of the greatest fucking passing seasons I've ever seen, but it doesn't mean he's going to have one of the greatest careers we've ever seen. Maybe this isn't sustainable with his arm. You ever think about that? 
it's a pitcher's thing. He's a pitcher's, you know, he's a baseball player's son. What if he throws his arm out? They're known to do that all the time. I'm just saying. We he has the same chance of throwing know. his arm out as Aaron Rodgers. All right. Well, you know what? Can we just give him another year or two before we call him the Hell next no. greatest thing? I'm giving it to him right now. What okay. other rookie you okay. know through 45 touchdown right. passes? You want to get in? Or give me another rookie no, that has thrown me, fucking 45 touchdown just, passes. I'm just going to say this now. It's fine if you want to get in on the ground floor. You and a bunch of others, you have to be in on the ground floor of the Pat Mahomes thing. I called it from the beginning. I said he was going to be the great. I said, he, you know, you guys want to be there? That's fine. Jump the gun. It's I'm not even saying thing. that he's going to be the greatest. That's not, not my, that's not my overall, you know, that's not my end-all, be-all is to say that he's the greatest. I'm just saying. It's not you know. greatest. It's not anything. My point is just, can we just chill the fuck out? Can we just give a season or two? I'm not saying don't sing the guy's praises. We have to call what we see. We have to say what's going on in front of us. And what's yep. going on right now is great. He's having a great season. As I've said multiple times, one of the best. There's no denying that. I'm just saying in an all-time context, in a in a he's the next big thing. He's the guy that we're going to be rallying around for the next 10, 15 years. You know, he's the guy. He's on all the soup commercials and the fucking Geico's and the Wrangler jeans and the yep, all these other him. fucking commercials, the Monday Night Football, Carrie Underwood, all this shit. Can we just chill the fuck out on Kermit the Frog for fucking one more season? And let's see if he can just get things going. Because I just want to wait until we crown him. That's all. That's my only point. Now, you left off with your number two team, I believe, being the yep. Chiefs. All right. Your number two team is the Chiefs. My number two team is once again, as I said last week, Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are the number two team on my power rankings. Why? Because I saw the light. Because defense wins championship. Because defense steps up and plays in the clutch when it plays in the cold weather, when it plays, when it comes to championship time, playoff time, that's what matters the most. I don't really like their offense enough, but their defense gets it done well enough. So the Bears, they gave the Raiders their first round pick. Therefore, karma kicks in. They're the number two team. Number one team is the other team that gave the Raiders their number one pick. And that would be, once again... The number one team in the league, the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, Dak, Coop, who had an insane game last week. Fuck Amari Cooper. Fuck his newfound personality. He's blaming Mark Davis for trading him, which I don't even know where the hell that comes from. He suddenly found his voice. Maybe if he found his balls in Oakland and grew a little bit of rapport with Derek Carr, he'd still be there in the silver and black. But guess what? He couldn't hang as a Raider, so he had to move to Dallas. He's loving Dallas. He's loving Dak and Zeke. And they're just going to keep on moving. So, fuck Coop. Like Dak. Like Zeke. Offensive line is still a little shaky. They have one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the league. The Cowboys are moving on up, and they are the number one team in the league in my power rankings. My number one team is still the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints still have the best shot to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I picked the Rams earlier in the season. The Saints have now replaced the Rams as my Super Bowl favorite. I think that Drew Brees is a heady veteran, and he knows how to get it done, and I think he'll see his second Super Bowl victory this, this year. Which would move him on up. In that all-time power ranking, in that yes, all-time top, because that'll be we'll we'll revisit that in the off-season. Don't Should revisit unless you're putting him in now, because well, you know how I feel. Well, it's we'll have to wait and see how those things work out. So it won't matter because he's not going to be there because it's the Cowboys, it's the Bears. It doesn't matter about anything else. That's what it's fate. We already saw the Cowboys take down the Saints. You already saw the Bears take down the Rams. You doubted me last week. You said it was, what did, what did you say? It was the biggest piece of bullshit you've ever heard or something along those lines. It was. But was it? 
but but was it? The Cowboys beat the Saints. The Bears beat the Rams. They both stifled those offenses that everybody thought was unstoppable. Okay, and you guys can so, follow me at Rick Red Zone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Exactly. We will end it right there. We will see furthermore who's been right and who's been wrong. But we hope everybody enjoys the football going on this Sunday, this Monday, and every other day of the week. There's football all over the place. We No more Thursday football, but we get Saturday football. So everybody enjoy it. You can find us on Twitter at 4QC Show. You can find me at Six Pack Pat with the number six. As you already heard from Rick, you can find him at Rick Red Zone. Also, you can find our Facebook page for the fourth quarter comeback. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thanks for giving us a chance. Please spread the word. Please tell everybody about the show, and we greatly appreciate everything, especially going into the holiday season. We are very thankful, and we are very thankful for the gift that you've given us with your time, with your listens. We hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the game.